Colossians chapter 3, there's this line from Colossians chapter 3. God planted it in my heart when I was a kid. It, it, was, a way to, it was a way to sanctify my life and, and sort of change my discipleship from a discipleship of knowing to a discipleship of doing. You know what I mean? A discipleship of knowing versus a discipleship of doing. A discipleship of knowing is, is all about what's the next curriculum? What's the next thing I can learn? What's the next thing I can, I can grasp? What's the next thing I can master? A discipleship of doing A discipleship of doing is when my life lines up with what I know. When my life lines up with what I know. Because it occurs to me that an awful lot of us know more than we live about Jesus. Does that resonate with anybody else? Come on, crowd participation, does it? I mean, I mean, this is important. So, so when this verse came to roost in my heart, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When that began to take root in my heart, it was a way to say, you know what? There is a way to sanctify all of your doing. There is a way, there is a way to take whatever the work of your hand is on any given day and offer it to the Lord Offer it to the Lord for his glory. Read this with me. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. There's this place in scripture where it says, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light unto my path. I will hide your word in my heart so that I won't sin against God. If you were to hide this verse in your heart, it could make a change in your Monday through Saturday life. And don't you want your faith to be more than a Sunday? Let's read this out loud together. Will you read it with me? Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's read it again. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Read read it one more time. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You're well on your way to hiding that verse in your heart. You are well on your way to holding on to that verse and letting it take root in you. I want us to think about this together because because there's some things that if you could just wrap your mind around it, if you could just let these things... So, So here's a question for you. What are you doing... What are you doing in your day-to-day life, in, in the mundaneness of your life? What are the tasks that you complete that you get to do in the name of the Lord Jesus? I mean, there are things, I think all of us have certain things that we see, I mean, maybe you wouldn't phrase it this way, but you see as a spiritual discipline. Things that you do, things that you do that maybe no one else even notices, but they're things that you sort of offer to the Lord and say, this is, this is part of my virtue making in my life. Maybe it's the way you treat your spouse. Maybe it's the way you treat your kids. Maybe it's some creature comfort that you offer to someone you love. And maybe, honestly, you've done it long enough and frequently enough that it's not even noticed anymore. But for you, it's a spiritual discipline. You're offering that as unto the Lord. When you offer it in the name of Jesus, Jesus talked about even a cup of cold water given in my name, right? And you're offering it to the Lord. And it's, it's just a simple task. It's not rocket science. But what are you doing in your life that, you, that, that has been sanctified in your life as an act of worship? 
an act of worship. You're doing this unto your spouse as unto the Lord. You're doing this unto your children as unto the Lord. You're doing this to your coworkers as unto the Lord. And, and I'll tell you one of the ways you can know what those tasks are. It's when they become spiritually opposed. When you begin to, to, uh, to maybe bristle because this act of kindness, this act of sacrifice, simple as it might be, goes unnoticed and you begin to feel a little bit resentful that it goes unnoticed, then you need to sanctify it again unto the Lord. You need to offer it again to the Lord. No, no, no. I'm loving my wife as Christ loved the church. No, no, no. I'm loving my children as unto the Lord, and I'm giving glory to God the Father. So what are the things in your life? Can you identify a couple things? Because if you can, if you can, it will allow God to just spill over into your Monday and your Tuesday into the rest of your life so that it's more than just a Sunday, right? right? We want it to be more than a Sunday. So let me ask you this. What are the things that you've allowed to take root in your life? What are the things that you've allowed to, to harbor up in your life that just simply can't be done in the name of Jesus? There are some things, there are some things that have taken hold in your life. They've gotten your claws into, their claws into your life, and you can't do those things. You, you, you can't be unholy unto a holy God, right? right? You can't, no matter how much you try, you can't baptize your addictions unto the Lord. What are the things in your life that, that you've allowed into your life, you've allowed to become part of who you are, that honestly you can't do those things as unto the Lord, to the glory of God? This is a hard one. This is a hard one because, because this, is where, this is where that disconnect between a discipleship of knowing and a discipleship of doing comes home to roost. I know better than to allow these things into my life. I know better than to give place to that place in my language. I know better than to give place to that place in my lust. I know better than to give place. So what are the things that if God were to put his finger on something in your life today that just simply does not belong, what are the things that would be? What are the things in your life that you're doing that you simply can't, simply can't be done in the name of Jesus? But let me offer you this, because this is hope. This is hope. Is there a way to sanctify your doing life to Jesus? Is there a way to take, to take the mundaneness of your work and say, Lord, I want to do this as unto you. I want to do this with a level of excellence and with a level of joy and with a level of peace. I want to, I want to bring this under the umbrella of, of doing this as unto the Lord. How can you sanctify your doing? Because, precious ones, there are some things that God has already accomplished in you. You start with done. You know, for, if, if you're not careful, uh, the, the discipleship of doing can be all about a, a, a list of behaviors to engage and behaviors to avoid. But you got to start with done, right? Because there's some things that God has accomplished in your life. When Jesus hung on the cross, and he said, it is finished. And Paul said it this way. We, we talked about it last week when he says, look, you've been raised with Christ. Is that true of you? Have you been raised with Christ? Have you done business with Jesus? Have you come to that place in your life where you say, I get it, I'm a sinner, I need a Savior. Have you been raised with Christ? If so, some pieces have fallen into place. Some, some pieces of the jigsaw have come together, and you need to live from that place. 
You need to live from that place. There's another place. He says, look, you've died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Is that true of you? Because if it's true of you, it's not just true on Sunday. It's true the rest of your life as well. It's not just true in your interactions, right, with your Christian friends. It's in the people who know you best. The people who know you most should be able to see the impact of Christ on your life. These things are true of you. Years ago, I read this book. There was a book. It was called The New Creation Confessions. And Jason led us in this a couple of weeks ago to just nail down the things that are true and give you the opportunity to sort of preach the gospel to your heart once again, to just, to just be able to say and maybe even stop yourself in the middle of a critical moment and say, no, 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 wait, I do believe in Jesus. That's a difference maker in my life. I can't do what I'm doing and believe in Jesus. So Lord, let me just call a time out. Stop. I do believe in Jesus. Say it with me one time. I do believe in Jesus. And a new creation confession that sort of stops your heart in its tracks a little bit. Say it again. I do believe in Jesus. And it reminds your heart. It allows your heart to catch up with your actions. Say it again. I do believe in Jesus. And I've done business with Jesus. I've, I've asked Jesus to come into my life. I've repented of my sin. I, I, I've asked Jesus to take up residence in me. Jesus is my Savior. I asked him and he did it. He actually, he actually showed up in my life. I, Jesus is my Savior. Say that with me. Jesus is my Savior. If you can say that with even a kernel of truth, let me just let me just invite you. The more you say it, the more it becomes so. The more you're preaching the gospel to your own soul. Say it again. Jesus is my Savior. One more time. Jesus is my Savior. And the more you live from that place of I do believe in Jesus, Jesus has taken up residence in me. He is my Savior. The more you can come to the place where you say, Lord, in Jesus' name, I want to submit the, my doing life to you. Jesus is my Lord. Say that with me. Jesus is my Lord. And I invite you, Jesus, to, to be the decision maker, to, to be the shot caller in my life. Say it. Jesus is my Lord. And you, and, you, and you pronounce that over your own heart. Say it. Jesus is my Lord. And as you walk into those things that are the done deals of your Christian life, I mean, check it out. It says this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, is that you? If that, because if it's you, then here's what God says about you. You are holy and you are dearly loved. There may, be, there may be times in your week that you wonder about your personal holiness. There may be times in your week that you wonder if you're truly loved. Maybe you can believe it on Sunday, you know, when you're around your Christian friends. Maybe you can believe it when you're, when you're with people in a Sunday school class and you're opening the word together and you're praying for one another and you're, you're sort of being your best self. <coughs> But what if there were ways that you could preach it to yourself, <coughs> excuse me, through the rest of the week where you say, no, no, I do believe in Jesus. Jesus is my Savior. He is my Lord. And because of that, I know myself to be loved by him. And he has set me apart. And, and, to, and to clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience to to sanctify your doing life. Just like 
just like we talked about last week, where, where you set your heart and you set your mind, right? You take your heart by the lapels and you say, I do believe in Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. You take your heart, you take your heart under control because your heart is a fickled organ. And you set your hopes and you set your affections and you decide, you decide what it is that's gonna grab your heart. You don't just leave it out there. There's a place where, where Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he said, guard your heart. Guard your heart. So you set your heart. You set your mind. You decide where your eyes are going to fall. You decide where you're going to focus your attention. You decide what you're going to give your mind to. And you live according to that done deal Christianity. But look, in the midst of that, this isn't rocket science, some things, some things in the life of a believer, some things in the life of someone who has done business with Jesus. I do believe in Jesus. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. There are some things that just don't belong. There are some things that just don't belong. And, and, and Paul talks in very very uh, direct language about this. Look with me at, at Colossians 3, verse 5. He says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Could we be more clear on that? There are some things that you just need to put a bullet in when it comes to allowing things into your heart. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, and then begins to make a list. It's not an exhaustive list. It's an example, it's an example type list. He says, sexual immorality, impurity, Lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Have you ever felt yourself under the wrath of God? Have you ever felt yourself? Have you ever felt yourself just, just sort of, just sort of um, appalling to yourself and to the Lord? He says, "Look, for this reason, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves." of all such things as these, the anger and the rage and the malice and the slander and the filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices. He says, look, there are things to just put off, put to death, put to death, put off, rid yourselves, things that just don't belong in a life like yours because you've done business with Jesus. So whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Are there some things in your life that just simply can't be done in the name of the Lord? If so, stop it. I know that sounds simplistic. I know that sounds simplistic, but precious ones, you're in control. You are ridiculously in control of your life. I've talked to people before when they, when they really fall in love with Jesus and they want to be fully devoted followers of Christ, and their, their only context for that is to say, I think God is calling me to ministry. Well, maybe, maybe, but maybe God is calling you to minister in his name where you are. Maybe God is calling you to live a life of excellence where he's planted you. And if so, if so, maybe the Lord is able to sanctify your doing life as unto the Lord. Some things don't belong, but some things do. Some things do belong. And Paul says, look, it's time to clothe yourselves with compassion. Uh, look at verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, 
and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. And that's not a list of things to do. That's a list of how to do things. Do you understand the difference? It's not a list of things to do. It's a list of how to do things. So you do them with excellence. You do them with faithfulness. You do them with compassion. You do them with kindness. You do them in such a way, he goes on and he says, he says, bear with one another and forgive one another. If any has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Which, can I tell you something? That, that really ruins that really ruins my definition of forgiveness because I like to forgive, but I don't like to, I, don't, I, I like to hold something just in reserve in case I need to bring it back in a, in a moment where it's really needed. You know what I mean? I mean, it's one thing to forgive. It's another thing, you know, like to take it off the table. You like to be able to pull it back up if you really need it. <clears throat> but Jesus taught us the way. He said, look, forgive as the Lord forgave you. You know how the Lord forgave me? The Lord forgave me to the uttermost. By the way, that's how the Lord forgave you as well. When you, when you did business with Jesus, when you, when you came to that place where you said, no, 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 I do believe in Jesus. Jesus, be my Savior. Jesus, be my Lord. He forgave you to the uttermost. And he doesn't hold it in reserve to bring it back up when you're being a jerk. How would I forgive differently if I forgave as I've been forgiven? How would I live differently if I lived, if I lived my doing life according to what I know Christ has done for me? Do you see, you see what I'm talking about there? You see what I'm talking about there? And, and he says, look, there's some things that don't belong, but there are some things that just do belong. And he says, so put on the new self. This is, uh, look, at, look at verse 10. You've, you've put off... You've put off your old self with its practices. So now you put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. God is shaping us into the image of his dear son. Not only is God shaping me into the image of his dear son, he's also shaping you into the image of his dear son. And together we make a community of Christ followers who, who long to be caught up together in our discipleship of knowing and our discipleship of doing. He says, look, when it comes to this, when it comes to being renewed in the image of our creator, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, there's neither circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all, in all. So we begin to love one another. We begin to forgive one another. We begin to bear one another's burdens. Forgive as the Lord forgave. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. Is there a way to sanctify the dailiness of your life? Yes. Yes, there is. I love it when he says this. Verse 15, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. And then he says this, verse 16, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. I, I, I write in my Bible all the time. I would encourage you to make your Bible your own as well. I've circled things and drawn lines. And, and, and I love the way there's, a, there's a, a, a kind of a pairing there when he says, let the peace of Christ rule 
I was praying this over a friend this morning. Lord, in Jesus' name, that the peace of Christ would rule over my brother more than pain rules over my brother, more than anxiety rules over my brother, that the peace of Christ would rule over my brother. Remember, remember that line when Jesus says, look, I want to gather you like a, like a mother hen would gather his chicks under her wings, right? That, that the, the peace of Christ would just rule over you, that it would just reach out over you like an umbrella, that it would be over you like a mantle. And, and, then, the, and then the companion piece where it says, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. I've come to the place where that word dwell is one of my favorite New Testament words. To just live in it, to just soak in it, to just let the the message of Christ, the peace of Christ, the message of Christ, the gospel offer of Jesus, let it just be the truth about you, right? I do believe in Jesus. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. And now I live out of that place, that place. And he says, whatever you do, whatever you do, as long as it's, as long as it's something that can be done to the name of Jesus. Remember that, remember that old movie, Chariots of Fire, when he says, when I run, I feel the smile of God. What do you do? to the glory of God? What do you do to the smile of God? What has taken root in you that just can't be done in the name of Jesus? I've talked to a few people over the course of my ministry life who have said, you know what? Now that I've come to know Jesus, I feel like I need to quit my job because there was something about what they were doing for a living that they had a conviction in their heart. It just could not be done to the glory of God. It could not be done in the name of Jesus. But I think there are very few jobs like that. For the most part, when you go to work again tomorrow or tonight, when you go back to the classroom, can you, can you teach your students as unto the Lord? When you go back to your co-workers, can you do your job with excellence and faithfulness as unto the Lord? If so, guess what? Your workplace is a mission field. Let the Lord sanctify that place. Can you love your wife as unto the Lord? Can you love your children and serve your children as unto the Lord? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Is there anything you've allowed to take root in your life that honestly needs to be gone in order for you to walk in integrity before the Lord? If so, now's your time. Today's your day to surrender that to the Lord. And we would pray with you. We would love to pray with you. Jason would, Jack would, I would, Jackie would. We would love to, to invite the Lord to break some chains off your life, off your mind, off your heart. We would love for the Lord to break some addictions. And it may not be over in an instant, but it can start in an instant. We'd anoint you with oil. We'd take you through the water of baptism if you want. Because there are some things that you just need to put to death 
and lay out once and for all in that water grave of baptism.